Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and today's guest is Emily Dinsmore, head field hockey coach at Appalachian State. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to to be back and, and just chatting with you. So thanks for having me. Yeah, we only invite the second time if you if you made a good impression on the first time. So you should feel flattered. <laughs> Emily, oh, no. I I'm 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 curious. Um has your definition of a Christian coach changed since two years ago when we first talked? You know, I I haven't re-listened to <laughs> the first podcast, so I'm gonna be honest. Um, I haven't listened to it recently. I, yeah. I listened to it a couple months ago, actually. Okay. Um, and so for me, I think um, I think it's the same, but I think it's also a verse that kind of came to mind when thinking of that question is just Matthew 5, 16, which just says, like, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. And um, you know, that is for me, like, that's what that, I feel like that verse kind of encompasses like what a Christian coach ought to be. Um, it's like, so that our, our good works may glorify him, that people see Christ in us. Um, and that, you know, we are, we are known not necessarily by what we do or our wins and our losses and all those things, but that when, when athletes leave our programs that they're like, okay, there was something different about coach M. There was something different in the way that she went about, you know, the day-to-day life. Um, and you can see that she has this, this joy and that joy is from the Lord. And so, um, yeah, so I think from, from the first time to this time, yeah, the, it's the same, but uh, I was really reflecting on kind of like what verse kind of encompasses that yeah. question. And um, I just kept coming back to Matthew five sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I I love uh, the quote. I want to say it was Billy Graham or maybe it's uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Now you know we're getting really mm-hmm. far apart here between people. But he said the Christian shoemaker doesn't make is not a Christian because he puts crosses on shoes. The Christian right. shoemaker mm-hmm. makes the best shoes possible. And that's what sets them apart. So something right. of that sort, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's that's a good verse that you pointed out there in Matthew. Um, from the time we first talked to now, you went from being an assistant coach to now being the head coach of a division one program. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the last two years of your life and your career. Yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind, I would say. It's definitely been a transition and um, yeah. And the opportunity now to be a head coach, I, I'm just super thankful for the opportunity. And I really feel as if the, the Lord, um, has called me to this. And so a lot of, a lot of time was spent in prayer, uh, as the, you know, as our former head coach had stepped down and just spending time with the Lord, like, okay, what do you want me to do? Like, you want me to continue to be here? Do you want me to pursue this head coaching position? obviously like I love the team and have been here the last six years. And so through just like a lot of time, uh, in prayer and just fasting, uh, the Lord made it really clear to me, like, yes, like go for this head head coach position. 
Um, and so, yeah, in January 17 or January 17th, uh, I was named head coach uh, of the program. And this is my, my first season as head coach. So just looking forward to, um, yeah, all, all that that has. And so far there's been, you know, obviously some, some, some hills and valley moments just within the transition uh, and just kind of learning and growing. Um, but it's, it's been super helpful. I mean, my church has been an awesome support in just like coming around me and praying with me. And then I work with, with two amazing assistants in, in Michael Wawari and Azure Fernsler, um, who are also both believers and they have been, you know, such a gift <laughs> to me in this transition. And, um, yeah, so I'm super thankful for the people that the Lord has kind of surrounded me with as I am, you know, transitioning into yeah. this first year as head coach. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you, you made a good point of seeking God to see if you really wanted you to even pursue this head coaching position. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the outside world always sees, Oh, the head coach stepped down. That means that the assistant coach definitely wants that job. Right. Mm-hmm. And is right, primed right. to take that job when it's not always the case. Right. right. Um, it's so I think you made a good point because when a, when a head coach steps down, the first person they look at is who was the top assistant or who was one of the assistant coaches that can take mm-hmm. over. And sometimes okay. the assistant coach doesn't want to be a head coach and it's okay. <laughs> right. And right, or right. the assistant coach is seeing that as a sign to leave the university altogether and go be an assistant coach somewhere somewhere else. So you made a good, um, good point there. My, my question, going back to that point, you, you also talked about fasting and Mm -hmm. praying. Can you tell us a little bit more about those spiritual disciplines as you're going through the process? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I think the, in the last two years, really, the Lord has taught me a lot about fasting, um, praying to you, but fasting for sure has been something that, uh, the woman, uh, who disciples me from my church. Her name is, is Haley, Haley Gowdy. And she's just been awesome, but she has kind of walked with me through some kind of life decisions over the last two years and has really just sat with me and, um, fasted with me and really like the, the purpose behind that, the purpose behind fasting is just so that, you know, we can draw, draw near to the Lord and be able to, you know, seek him and seek, you know, um, him in prayer as we are, you know, making some sort of decision, you know, whether it's a, a big decision or something that we're wrestling with, um, and really just kind of, um, fully relying on him. And so I think, uh, I have learned, um, how to do that in the last, in the last two years and definitely spent time fasting, um, as I was praying and seeking whether or not, okay, Lord, yeah. Is this your will for my life right now? Like, is this what you desire for me? And, and spending time doing that really, it made it super clear and evident, like, yes, like, um, I'm calling you to this. And, um, you know, even though it it might be challenging and difficult at times, like I'm with you. And I felt so much peace in just like the prayer and the fasting, um, and just like seeking or, or having like, again, my community come around me and, and then, you know, kind of encouraging me as well, but just 
found a lot of peace through that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that is, is one of the reasons why I spent so much time yeah. in, in prayer and fasting. Yeah. I I've also get it, got into fasting here in the last year and mm-hmm. I first started with social media fasting, which to yeah. me, that's what I consumed more than food, you know, and I think right. we're all guilty of that at some point. Right. For um, sure. For sure. And, and when I did that, I had a lot more time to think on godly things, right? Or I wasn't just so consumed by outside things. And then that led me to now food fasting. I do mm-hmm. it every Tuesday. Um, it's just the day I picked because we usually go out to eat on Monday nights with our life group. So we don't have leftovers for lunch. So that makes it easier, <laughs> like, I, you know, yeah, um, yeah, and so sure. I'm fasting Tuesdays. Um, and I just found that I'm more at peace with the decisions I'm making right. when mm-hmm. I'm in sync with God. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and when that way people ask, Oh, how do you know that God told you? Well, it's, it's not so much that we verbally heard him talk. It's just, there was peace inside us when we made that decision. Right. Is that, is that what I, you experienced? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah. Fasting allows us to fully like rely really? on the Lord and, and yep. the Holy spirit. And, um, oftentimes I can just rely on my own strength and my yep. own, you know, uh, self. And so I think fasting really, yeah, it, it centers you and focuses you on, um, having to fully rely on the Lord and then, sure. yeah, the Holy, you know, we have the Holy spirit inside of us. And so, yeah, it's, it might not be verbally, um, you know, words from the Lord saying, yes, do this or, or no, don't do this, but that peace from within, from the Holy spirit, um, and being attuned to that, I think is, is what fasting leads to. Yeah. That's so good. So good. So now you, you became the head coach and now Mm -hmm. you had a spring season, um, to prepare. Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about your assistants were, were these assistants with the program before, or did you have to hire them? Yes. So one was, and one we hired. And so, Azure Fernsler started with us last fall. And so this will be her second fall with us. And um, so she was already here and super thankful, you know, through kind of the whole process before even being named head coach, you know, I was like, Hey, like, I would love for you to stay like, and, and be with me in this. And and she was, you know, um, again, she spent time in prayer uh, about that. And she was like, yeah, man, you know, and felt a lot of peace from the Lord. And then as we were, um, you know, so this is kind of like the cool thing about, you know, having Azure because the two of us, we were able to, to spend time in prayer over the candidates and, and going through that process. And so, um, we had spent a lot of time, um, you know, praying and interviewing different people. And then Michael was actually kind of, he was kind of added, a little late into the process. And, um, and at the time, like, uh, you know, a friend reached out to me and was like, Hey, Michael's interested. And I was like, okay, like, let me, you know, I, I knew who he was. Like I knew who Michael was like from the coaching world. And I knew he was a believer. And, um, I knew that he was very, you know, wise and just like, a a, a very talented coach. And so, um, 
I went to Azure and she was like, yeah, like I'm feeling, I'm feeling peace about, you know, interviewing him. And then when we interviewed him and just getting to talk with him, it was made very evident very quickly that this is who the Lord wanted with us. And um, yeah, so I'm just so thankful for, for him, for, for Michael and for Azure. And just uh, it's, it's really cool to be able to have our entire staff, you know, our, our mission is to glorify God in coaching. And we get to start every day as a staff in prayer together. Um, You know, even though we're at a secular school, right. But it's, it's, it's really cool that we get to, to do that as a staff and that we get to be, you know, a united front for the kingdom of God um, as we are, you know, uh, you know, shining our light (laughs) um, to, to the team. And so, um, yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, it, it was, I, I mean, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Like the Lord really just gifted me with Azure and with Michael. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a great story. I I love that you were able and and God made a way for for the whole staff to to be believers, so that you have that built-in community already. You have your church, right? But it's outside they're not with you constantly so it's it's great right. to have that built in now at app state which is yeah i think that already is going to take some pressure off it's going to give you some more relief on that side mm-hmm. of things um now as a head coach can you share a few lessons or maybe just one lesson that you have learned that you would give as a tip to now all these new head coaches that are listening as well as assistant coaches that want one day become a head coach. What, what can you tell them about the transition or about the differences between being a head coach and an assistant coach? Yeah, I would say, I mean, the biggest thing, and this is what I'm trying to give myself is just grace, like give yourself grace because there are things that you have to do as a head coach that you don't have to do as an assistant and um, a lot of things within the head coaching role is more the management side of things. And there are some times where um, you feel like you're almost coaching less than you did as an assistant. <laughs> yep. uh, and just a lot of moving pieces. And so for me, I think one of the biggest things is um, just learning how to be organized in that and how to to manage others well. And that's something that I'm still learning and growing in because I want to be able to, you know, um, delegate and, and give tasks to, to Michael and Azure, um, that are in their like strong, you know, areas in their, within their strengths, um, so that they can be the best assistant coaches for the team. And then also for, you know, the team as well, you know, being able to, to delegate and manage, um, all these different moving pieces. And so I think that for me has been one of the biggest things is just learning how to do that. And then being able to kind of give myself some grace in, in that, because, you know, I'm learning and trying to figure it out. Um, and again, Michael has been a huge help in that because he, um, he has come from being a head coach, Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was a head coach at the, at Vassar college, okay. which is uh, a school in New York for yeah. the last 10 years. And so he has been 
he's been awesome in just kind of, you know, helping me in that and, yep. and Azure too, you know, it's, it's been really, it's been really sweet to just have both of them because they have been giving me grace, but also, you know, helping me in some areas too. Um, and so that has been uh, a good transition in, in that sense. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I have a, a good support in that. Yeah. And so, so I think that's another piece is like surrounding yeah. yourself with, with people that are, you know, gonna like support you, um, and help you along the way. Yeah. I love, love that. Um, I have one more question about being a head coach and I've experienced that to some extent. When you become a head coach, you become the ultimate decision maker for an Mm -hmm. entire program and dozens of girls. Um, How is that pressure different than the assistant coach who is ultimately just an advice giver, right? Mm -hmm. But if, if the assistant coach makes a mistake, it still ultimately doesn't fall all on the assistant coach, still falls on the head coach. Right. How has that transition been for you? Yeah, I think, you know, that, that is definitely something <laughs> that as an assistant, yeah, it's, it's, um it's less weight for sure. Yeah. I think now as a head coach, like that is, it definitely feels weightier and, yeah. you know, it's um yeah, it's, I, I think it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's my name, right. That is um sure. with the, with whatever decision or with the, with our record or, you know, um, you know, even just like being interviewed and things like that has been, a being uh, in the media. Yeah. It's like, that has been a lot to get used to too. I'm like, I don't want to be like, uh, the center of attention all the time. And so that is, has been an adjustment for me, but I think the thing that, um, you know, takes the weight off of it is just knowing at the end of the day, like, this isn't my team. Like it's the Lord's team. And even though like I, I am, you know, quote unquote, like the face of the program, um, at the end of the day, my, my prayer and my hope is that not only does our team see the difference in us as a, as a staff or in me as, as a head coach that, you know, sees the difference that I am following following Jesus, but that the whole hockey community sees that, or that when people, you know, um, yeah, when they see, when they see me, that they see Christ in me. And so that is something that has, you know, again, just been able to kind of take a little bit of the weight off of it because the Lord has, has called me to it. He, you know, really at the end of the day, like it's his team and, um, I'm just going to try my best to, to glorify him in it, um, and try to continue to, you know, give myself grace in the, in the moments where, um, yeah, where I'm, where I'm feeling kind of the weightiness of it. I love that. Thank you so much for the vulnerability of actually being open about it. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of coaches that just try to hide, you know, how heavy they feel. Right. And Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a big, weight on your shoulders and then thank you so much for for being open about that we have for season four of our podcast we have a new rhythm where i am asking the previous guest to leave a question for the next guest without knowing who the next guest is oh okay 
So I have a question for you. And then after you answer that, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask our next guest that question without okay. knowing who that next guest is. And then you just have to tune in to find out what their answer okay. um, My The question that was asked before um, was, who has been the most impactful mentor in your life? That's awesome. Uh, I love that question. And I have been asked this question before. And I think every time this question is asked to me, I go back to my head coach from Liberty, um, Jody Murphy. She started the program at Liberty. Um, you know, she, she mentored me, uh, and I just like look up to her so much. And even though now she's not in the coaching world, all of the, you know, the lessons and yeah, things that I learned sure. through her is what I try to now emulate as a as a head coach myself, which is just wild. Um, and so I think it's even now I'm like looking back to all of the the times that I spent with her in her office, you know, and um, just the way that she not only mentored me, but mentored the team and was able to kind of challenge us, but while challenging us, like encourage us to, to just be the best that we can. And while doing that, to, to just serve the Lord and to seek the Lord continually, continually. Um, and for me, that's, you know, what I want to, to do as well. And so yeah. she has been, um, yeah, a huge influence in my life and just super thankful for her and, and the entire staff um, from when I played yeah. at Liberty. And so um, it's kind of cool that you asked that question, <laughs> <laughs> um, given that, you know, yeah. You also are at liberty yourself. Sure. And so, um, yeah, so that would be, that would be, that's huge. awesome. Been a big mentor. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, now it's your chance to ask a question, um, to the next guest without knowing who that next guest is. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question, like kind of, we, this is what we've done for the fall for our team. Okay. And, uh, we actually just had John Gordon come and talk to our entire athletics department, which was awesome. awesome. And I really like John Gordon. He <laughs> is someone that I follow on Twitter and, you know, I read his books and all those things. And so he challenged us as a, you know, all the student athletes here at upstate to choose like one word for mm. this yep. fall and one word for, you know, the, the season ahead. And so, uh, for, for me, that word was hope. Um, okay. and so I would, that would be my, my question for the next, the next, uh, person on the podcast is, um, if you could choose one word for this upcoming season, what would it be and why? All right. Awesome. And why did you choose hope yourself? Yeah, I, um, you know, I spent some time like, like thinking about or praying about that. And I had heard, um, this acronym for hope and I don't know where I got this. Um, it might've even been from a podcast I listened to here on the Christian coaching <laughs> podcast, but the acronym for hope was holding on with patient expectation. Ooh. And I thought for, for myself, you know, as this is my first year, as, as a head coach, like there's going to be the hills and the valley moments. And 
I want to hold on with patient expectation, knowing that the Lord is sovereign, knowing that he has called me here for, for a reason and a purpose and that, um, that my hope is in him and my, my portion and my joy is found in him forever. And so, um, that's why I chose, chose that word. And it's been kind of cool because since choosing that word, um, you know, my mentor, she sent me a verse the other day, um, you know, cause we've been in preseason for the last two yeah. weeks, just grinding. And she sent me Romans, uh, 15, 13, which, um, and she didn't even know that my word was, was hope, <laughs> but, but Romans 15, 13 is made the God of, of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy spirit, you may abound in hope. And, um, Amen. And so, yeah, so that's my, that's my word for the fall. Awesome. And, um, that's what I'm going to cling to, uh, in, awesome. the, in the hills and the valleys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Emily, thank you so much for, for taking the time in the middle of a busy preseason and start of a season. How can we be praying for you? Yeah, for just for our team, I would say, you know, um, just praying for this upcoming season and, and just for, for unity amongst, uh, you know, our, our team as a whole. I think that's something that, you know, the enemy wants to constantly kind of to get at when it, whichever kind of team you're a part of, you know, the enemy doesn't want us to be united. And yep. so just praying for protection over that as, you know, as we do go through kind of those hills and valley moments, like being able to be united and then just for, for us as a staff to just continue to shine, um, our lights and, and be an example of Christ's love to the team um, and, and to just continue to fix our eyes in Jesus. Awesome. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for Emily. Thank you for putting her now in a position where she's overseeing, you know, dozens of girls and staff members, Lord, and that she can, she can be an example to, to them on, on what, Christ's likeness looks like father thank you for for the team that she has um we pray that unity will be in the forefront of their minds with every decision they make and that relationships will be a will, will be of utmost importance to them as they go through this tough season lord and be with the staff as all three know you as their personal savior lord that they'll continue to shine light into app state as well as the field hockey community in, in all of college athletics, Lord. Thank you again for this conversation with Emily. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Emily, thank you so much for coming. And a reminder to all of our guests and, and audience members that the mission field is right where you're at. <laughs>